ready to create the impactful and profitable business you've been dreaming of? It's all possible. We've done it ourselves after leaving careers in law and clinical practice. Like many other professional women, we wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present to our growing families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. For us, that looked like founding software companies, but for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other ambitious women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow an online business that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And this is the Soulful MBA Podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. We love audiobooks and we suspect that you do too. Because you're a Soulful MBA listener, you can get an audiobook of your choice and a 30-day free trial over at audibletrial.com slash soulfulmba. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash soulfulmba for your free audiobook. Welcome to the Soulful MBA podcast, episode 122, our controversial approach to Facebook groups. I'm Jenny Barcelos, and I'm joined with my co-host, Sandy Connery. This is so weird. Hello, everybody. I am here in Jenny's house and we are sharing a mic. So it's a bit awkward going back and forth. So there might be some funny pauses. Okay, you take the mic now. You take the mic. I have to shove an elbow <laughs> Sandy out of the way to grab the microphone, but that's fine. That's what we're going to roll with today. So this is one of those rare occurrences. We are actually physically in the same location. It happens a couple times a year. You are hearing it straight from the same room where we're recording. My guess is if we didn't say anything, you probably wouldn't even know. Anyway, we want to talk to you today about Facebook. We don't love Facebook. That may not come as a surprise, but we do have an approach to dealing with it that we've come to terms with and that we think is helping us in our business. Yeah, I think one of the um, really interesting trends that we have seen over the last even six months to a year is the business's approach to Facebook. Can I just say like, I can't see you when I'm talking and it's, I'm like looking at the screen and I don't see your face. And this is very odd. And it's just, it's, I think I didn't realize how much I was used to actually looking at you. So Facebook groups. So there's been a lot of changes with Facebook groups over the last six months to a year. And I think it's really worth talking about how people are using them for business and how we ourselves have changed our tactics with our group. So I think everyone is familiar with if you had a business or if you were trying to start something online, you would typically create a Facebook group. And the trend back in the day was to create little, remember, little cards, you would have like little graphics, and you would ask a question, and you would schedule it out every day, try to promote conversation and sort of interaction with your with your group. And some for some that may work still to this day. And that's great if you're getting lots of engagement. We saw a real drop off and we stopped doing that, I don't even know, a long, long time ago. So I think what we want to talk about today is like, what is what are people doing with their groups? So this episode is a little bit like some of our past episodes where we discuss trends in online business, but this is really going to focus only on one trend, which is how businesses, small businesses and online businesses are using Facebook. So the first thing we wanted to talk about is how we're using Facebook. We have the same group that we've had for a long time and we get new people in there every single day. And rather than show them like the 
like Monday quote post and the Tuesday connection post and the Wednesday what I ate post. I don't know. We never had that one, but you get the idea. What we do now is we are essentially very hands off with our group. And part of the reason is that we've sort of created this as a social space for connection to take place organically. And we don't really feel like we need to police that. So it's like building a cafe. We were talking about this on a hike. It's like building a cafe. And then if you're the cafe owner, you're like hovering over the tables where people are drinking coffee, trying to encourage them to drink their coffee. And I don't feel like I need to do that. We're all adults. And, you know, we all have lots of things going on. And if you choose to join a group, in my mind, when I join a group now, it's just sort of to, to kind of peek around and see what people are talking about who may have similar interests than I as I do, or it's just simply to be able to reach out and connect if I have a question from like-minded professionals. And so everyone who joins our group is pretty much in the wellness industry. They're pretty much all looking to take their business online. And so for me, I feel like that's the service we're providing is it's a safe space a community space, almost like a town hall, where those of you who have those interests can go in and find others who also have those interests. It's not to say that we never post in there. We do post our podcast. So if you're a listener of our podcast and a member of our group, you'll see that we post every single episode in there. We don't really try to get you to do anything with it, right? Like It's just like, oh, in case you didn't get the notification on your phone, here's the episode. And we, of course, answer questions when they come up. But we really try to reserve our sort of coaching and our mentoring and the work that we do with clients in our paid community. And that's where we, t- we tend to show up most. Yeah. I think the big difference is that if it is a question about strategy, we will answer that in our paid community, but we are not in our face, our free Facebook group going to get in there and give you free advice. And I think that's a really important distinction. The other point we wanted to make was that we use the people who are coming into our Facebook group as it's pure gold, but we can ask them in order for them to become a part of the group. So Facebook launched a new feature, I don't know how, like months ago, maybe, it was it years ago? And you were able to, if people said, I want to join this group, you were able to ask them a series of questions that they have to answer, before, and then you get to read those answers before you accept them. And we have done that for a while now, and it is just the value in that with uh, asking them questions about what what they want to do or why they want to do it. That's how we decide a lot of our copywriting topics, how we title things because of those exact words. So it's such a gold mine. We get to see uh, and read each of the answers before we accept them. And this also gives you an option to decline. So if there's someone who just isn't right for the group, you can decline them, which is also very handy. Yeah, I just want to say that we do screen capture all of those answers to those questions that we get when someone joins the group. So every single day, we have a little trickle of screenshots getting uploaded into our Slack, which is we have a specific channel in our Slack called Facebook group questions. And that's where those all go. And so we don't even always screenshot the person, their little name and picture for the questions and answers. It's really just to see the answers themselves. So it's it's quite astonishing how many people write almost the exact same words. So that's helpful for us to know like who our audience is. Is it changing over time or is it not? How similar or diverse are they? It's it's a really powerful tool. This podcast is brought to you by the Namastream software platform. 
Namastream is an easy-to-use platform that helps you build and sell your own courses, memberships, and live stream programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. You can learn more at namastream.com. Okay, and then the other trend that we want to talk about is or our pop-up groups. So I think what happened a little while ago is there's so many people, everyone had a Facebook and they became a Facebook group and they became really large, like 10,000, 20,000 group people in their group. And it was just too big. It was unruly. I remember hearing people were, you know, hiring community managers to what to manage what was happening on in the free Facebook group. So I think those days are are pretty much gone. And what people are doing now is they do a pop-up group. So if you have a challenge or if you have a topic that you want to dive into or you're doing an affiliate sale for something or you're involved with uh, some kind of joint partnership, you may have a pop-up group that 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 pops up, does its thing, and then closes down so that you don't have to manage all the people and the conversations. There's no more uh, expectation. I love this pop-up concept because for me personally, having been in I don't know how many I don't know how many business related Facebook groups I've been in over the years, but they all essentially evolve into the exact same group. <laughs> like right. it's the same questions. Like I don't know, I, I may be in 15 different business oriented Facebook groups, regardless of niche. Like it doesn't matter what kind of business, it all ends up like, can you look at my website? What do you think of my logo? I'm thinking of changing the name of my business. Like, what do you think of these colors? I mean, they're the same questions over and over and over again in every single group. And I think everyone on the internet is sick of that. And so these these pop-up groups are really tailored, very specific. They have a specific reason for existing. And then when their use is no longer important, they get shut down or archived. And I love this. And so I just think it's so liberating and freeing to know that you, once you create something, you can just archive it and you don't have to maintain it once you're done with it. And I just, I, I also think Sandy and I have struggled with what kind of responsibility we have to our group. And we've thought many times about shutting it down because we're not in there all the time. But the truth is, is it's a tool for us and it's our business and it's a helpful tool. And if it's a helpful tool for the people who are in there as well to know that there's a community around building an online wellness business, then that's great. Then we're all being served by that purpose. And the members of the group are welcome to to leave whenever they want. And we're also welcome to shut it down. And I think that that's fundamentally liberating. And so for, for some of you who are in a similar situation, you may not need your group anymore. And I think just knowing that it's become acceptable to shut it down and then open a new one when you have a need for it is fine. You're not going to make anyone mad because you closed a free Facebook group. Yeah. And the other trend that I've been hearing about is that people, administrators of the groups are purposely removing those that are not participating and keeping the group really, really tight and intimate and focused on one particular topic. And so I think that you know, the message there is like, it is your group to use how you want. And if it is stressful or overwhelming, then either shut it down or sort of cull and make sure that you've got the type of people in there that are engaged and active and doing what you what you meant the group for. So I think that's really interesting too. So gone are the days where it's just like, let anybody in and, you know, I have to be responsible for all the questions. It's, it's not true. So I think it's, I really like the way that it's trending. 
The other thing we wanted to answer, we get this in our inner circle question a lot is people will be doing, they will create a challenge or, you know, something sort of short term and they will create a group for that group of people, let's say doing a challenge, and then they don't know what to do at the end of the challenge. Yeah. I mean, and and so my response is you either shut it down because you're done with it, you archive it. An archived group is still searchable. You can still go in and look around if you're a member of that group. You can search through past conversations and content. You just can never post. The administrators can unarchive it, which would reopen it, but no one can post. And so it's nice because you don't have, as the administrator, you don't have to check on it or maintain anything or moderate any conversation again. But And yet it still can serve as an archive of what, what happened or what you accomplished. And so I think there's no shame in shutting it down. I also think if you have held a challenge or you've held a course that was offered in real time and now the course is over, the end date has happened, you can leave that group open and you can say in your policies, I'm not going to manage this group after the course is done or the challenge is done, but I'm going to leave it open so that those of you who connected here, you can take it over. And you could even assign the administrative privileges to one of the members, right? So there's a lot of interesting ways that you can think about how to handle a group at, at that point. But just know that the there's a lot of nuance now to how people are using Facebook groups. And I think just also don't get too attached because Facebook... This is their business and this is their territory and they can choose to change how how Facebook groups work at any time. I know that personally, as someone who doesn't like to spend a lot of time on Facebook and yet is a member, an active member of quite a few groups, um, including some of our own, I loved using the Facebook group app on my phone because I didn't have to have Facebook with with its news feed. And what, like more than a year ago, two years ago, who knows, Facebook took the app away, the mobile app for Facebook groups. I think it's because like the groups are not lucrative for Facebook, right? Because there there are not ads being shown in groups. So ads are shown in the newsfeed, right? So if you're logging in and using Facebook as a tool, especially as a business, and you're not enabling kind of ads to be shown, you're really preventing Facebook from earning revenue from you and your people. So I think that's probably the business case for why they took away that app. But for me, it was a huge shame because I was much more active in groups when I had the ability to access them on my phone. And I refused to have the Facebook app itself with the newsfeed on my phone. So do you want to segue into the hustle since that was? Yeah. (laughs) Tell us about the hustle. Okay. So the hustle is a Chrome extension. It's the newsfeed eradicator for Facebook. We've talked about this before on the podcast, but it's always worth bringing up again. It's a Chrome extension that you install. It's free. And it means that when you access Facebook from the Chrome browser, you can only go into your groups or your ads manager or whatever you want to go into. You could search and go into a person's profile page or something, but you're not going to see your newsfeed. So for me, the feed is what's triggering and unpredictable and can suck me in just like you because it's an addictive tool. It was developed to be addictive. I find it terrible. I can't stand it. And so I, at all costs, will avoid having any interaction with my newsfeed. I think I've gone at least at at one point more than a year from ever seeing my newsfeed. So, you know, I do lose some connection with people that are like high school friends, people I don't have an interaction with in any other way, but hey, I didn't miss it. And so the free Chrome extension, it's worth just trying on. If you need to be active like we do because of your business, we have an active ads account, we have active groups, and yet I don't want to personally participate in Facebook as a user. So the joy this week, because we're talking about Facebook groups, we're going to make the joy 
actually connecting with a real live human person, having a face-to-face conversation and not just talking and connecting with someone through a screen. So the joy this week is to encourage you to invite someone to coffee, join a networking group, get out and actually talk to someone and make a friend and do some business that way, the old school way. Yeah. So we've been together for a number of days now, Sandy, in person, as we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, and we went for a long hike and we did a ton of strategizing. And I think it was so helpful to not be staring at a screen for a few hours and to really, we do some of our very best work and our best thinking and brainstorming together when we're not in front of a screen where you're like out at a party or like, who knows, we've had so many adventures, but today's was a hike. And so, yeah, just try to think outside of the box in terms of how you're building community and connection and strategy around your company. And I I should say too, that a couple nights ago, we were in Seattle and we went to the Female Founders Alliance, that yeah. it's called? FFA. Uh, we went to a networking group with them that they put on and it was really great to connect with other women business owners. And we would just randomly walk up to people, introduce ourselves and find out what they did. And we made some amazing connections. So that is what we'd like you to try this week. Yep. All right, folks, we will see you next time. <laughs> Thanks everyone. Bye-bye. Ready to go from, I really want to build an online business, but don't know where to start to, wow, I've just sold my first digital product. That's exactly what we're going to help you do during our free Become an Online Teacher course. We've created a simple five-day email-based course to teach you everything you need to get started as an online teacher. By the end of the week, you'll have a digital product that's mapped out, priced, and ready to offer your community. Head over to soulful.mba slash teacher to sign up. It's totally free. (laughs) 